Hello, beautiful souls. We bring you conscious content filled with empowering information. Designed to align you with the fulfilling freedom of activated awareness. I am Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. Welcome to to the Ecstatic Ecstatic Existence Existence Podcast. Hello once again, friends. Welcome back to the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. I am Daniel Alcyon. And I'm Rachel Alcyon. And we are in the middle of our European adventure, Amazing Race journey. The kids, we've been traveling all over Europe. And we are currently coming to you from Vienna. And we are meeting today with somebody who is going to talk with us about mindfulness and meditation and how to find your inner self. Wolfgang Marianus Lugmeier is a teacher of meditation and mindfulness, transformational healing practitioner, and a spiritual guide. After many years in the area of IT consultancy, project management, and coaching, he found his personal dharma in accompanying people on their way to personal well-being and one step beyond to their inner self. His way of support and accompaniment uses and follows no single rule, tool, or religion. It is intuitive, universal, and ethical. It is a mixture of meditation techniques, active, passive, and guided, and human energy healing practices. Wolfgang offers group meditations, workshops, retreats, sharings, satsangs, trainings, and impulse talks, along with single sessions, which include healing meditation and intuitive human energy practitioning. Also together with his wife, Michaela, who is a crystal healing practitioner and meditation teacher. Welcome to the show, Wolfgang. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. So maybe even first off the bat, I'd like to love to talk about uh, your name. We were just asking you right before the show how to pronounce your name. It's always important to find out how to pronounce people's names. Yeah. And then it kind of opened this whole door to your middle name yes. and uh, the history and story of that. I'd love to hear a little more. Yeah. So in your in your native tongue, are you willing to say your your first and middle and last name? Yeah, it's Wolfgang Maranius Lugmeier. Yeah, the first name and the last name were given. Yeah, <laughs> First name is the name my parents gave me, and the last name is the name, let's put it in this words, my wife gave me, because I took her name. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah, this was a part of my, of my new way, I think, of our new way together, and this was a sign for it, I think. And that's not a typical way, right? That even in Austria, don't... Uh... Don't typically the women take the the men's last name? It's not a typical name. Um, mo- mostly the it's the name of of the guy, yeah. Uh, or it's a double name. Yeah? Oh, well, hyphenated, hyphenated, right? Yes, but not. This was not our way. Yeah, there was. We didn't have many thoughts about it until we were asked uh, when we go to the to the government and there was the meeting and they asked us which name would you take, and I said. Let's take her name. Yeah. yeah. You chose right then in that moment. Uh, intuitive, yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. We had some talks before, but this was not that, this was no decision, yeah? But this was quite an uh, intuitive decision in this moment. Wow. And of course, we love that because I didn't take his name and he didn't take my name. Yes. We, we made up our own name. It's also possible. Yeah. It's also possible to have a new name yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. The newness sounds good. It feels good. Yes. So it's for me. For me, it's a perfect name. My parent parents were not upset. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Uh, this was a little bit of an uh, a, not a fear, but a question. Uh, right. 
but for me it's like I have I have this name for for years. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. Feels so right. And we're married uh, for one year now, so it's not that long. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. And so, tell us about your middle name. Yeah, the middle name. It's uh, I call it the the elemental name. Yeah, it's a name uh, which was channeled for me. Yes. Yeah, it's a name uh, where your inner possibilities and tasks are, in, and you can learn to read it. And it's uh, in English. It's something like the teller, yeah. So and it it fits good, I think, because I I love to to share my experiences, my experiences, not experiences of other people, my experiences. And so, how long have you been gifted this name? Uh, for now, about four years. Yeah, and I imagine that it's something that continuously you're working with, and yes, it absolutely. and it works you and. It was part of my process. It was part of my process, and I use this name like a like an official name. Yeah, I have a second official name, but I'm not going to use it. So when we are born, we get a second a second official name, and it's Raymond. Yeah, but I didn't use this. Uh, I use my elemental name for it because uh, it sometimes it's it's funny when I go to a to a public to the government or something, and they ask me for this name because they read it somewhere, and I, I have to tell them that. It's not an outside official name, but it's my it's my mm-hmm. official name. Yeah. Right. So it's it's funny sometimes. Yeah. But I use it and uh, I love to use it. Wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Well words and names definitely have power and as we chose our name together, it was one that had a lot of meaning as well. And so it's really cool to kind of embrace and choose your own new identity. It's yes. awesome. Good job on that. So, as a meditation teacher, you're here primarily to talk to us about the inner self and how to find the inner self, Yes, which is a beautiful topic because uh, I feel that so many people out there in the world live with masks. We mm. all live with so many masks out in society, and some people don't know who their inner self is. Maybe they have heard from other people who they are. Their parents tell them who they are. Mm. Society tells them who they are. Their mm. teachers and friends, tell, their boss tells them who they are, but they don't even know. So... What is the inner self? And then what is the ego? And how do you differentiate between the two? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> good questions. And the thing is, I think uh, every individual has his inner answer for it. But if you ask people on their way and you share your experiences and you receive the experiences of the other people, they're quite similar. So so you can find an answer for this. And it's the process of life in itself, of our life in itself. So we are born, and I think when we are born, we are in our inner self, for sure. Yes. Yeah? But, yeah, and the but again, uh, it starts uh, that outside influences arise, and like you said, uh, we, are, we are told what to do. Yeah, in school, for example, is a big topic. Uh, the teaching in school, yeah, uh, we are made to someone who can exist in the outside world. Yeah, we are, we are, I think, often lucky and uh, with it because it's our comfort zone. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. It worked for me. I was IT consultant, project manager. I, I earned a lot of money with it. I, I, I saw the world. Yeah, I was in Asia. I was in America. I was. I saw a lot of things. Other people. Don't see, but I was not there for myself. Yeah, I was there for my job, and it took some time for me to see something. Yeah, but this is this is not the same thing. And yeah, 
uh, it felt good. I had a nice apartment, but then I went in. Yeah, my life changed. It was so stressful. I had a burnout. Yeah, and some other things happened in my life which made me. I will call it now think. Yeah, is this all? Yeah, what's this? Yeah, and this inner voice, uh, inner voice, louder and louder and louder, told me it's not your way. Hmm? And so I started to search for alternatives. On the one side, I didn't want to take pills anymore. This was the first because they they made me ill, yeah, not the the illness in, in itself. Yeah, uh, this was the first thing. I found out, I discovered for me, only for me. And the second thing is, there have to be alternatives, how to find my way. And yeah, it started with guided meditations on CDs. There was no YouTube existing or something <laughs> like this uh, uh, at the end of the 90s or the early new century. In this way, we have it today that we... Google and we find a, a guided <laughs> meditation. Yeah, right. Yours, for example, I, I heard yesterday the thing that the meditation you offered. Uh, it wasn't possible, so there was CDs and there were life guided meditations from beautiful people around. And yeah, it helped me. And then I, I, I discovered I want to do this by myself, and I want to start this energy work. Yeah. As a taker, as a passive person, yeah, it was Reiki, for example, it was yeah. prana healing, all of this stuff. And uh, one practitioner told me, "Do you know that you have the power?" <laughs> <laughs> that just unlocks a whole door right, right there. It's right. like a whole door. I thought, no, look at me. Yeah, no, you have the power. I feel it. And so I started the practitioning as an active giver. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I have goosebumps right now <laughs> when I think what happened there. Yeah, and this was the first thing, and I, I reduced my job continuously. Yeah. We work for about 40 hours normally, but it's more. Yeah, 40 hours is in the contract, but <laughs> for me it was about 50 hours or more, 60 sometimes. Yeah, and then I reduced this to, to have the other possibilities, to have the time to, um, to learn and to practice and you're going to have a course or a workshop and this is not all you have to practice by your own yeah by yourself oh, you, have yes. to, you have to start to feel it yeah, how this how this works yeah, how this develops and after some years i started to give it yeah <laughs> the inner voice came again that's not all and there was a really a funny situation i went home from work and there was a brochure yeah and this brochure was meditation and mindfulness teacher at wifi vienna this is really an official uh, organization uh, where you can get official diplomas and certificates uh, so it's an official thing and yeah? mm. when you go out with your piece of paper right yeah, you okay. see our meditation teacher <laughs> so uh, this was but i read it and i said this is it and I came home, and my wife was at home and gave me the same brochure. Oh, wow. Wow. So Look crazy. at this. This is something for you, and this is a sign. Nothing else. Yes. This is a sign. Yeah. And so I met my meditation teachers. 
Wolfgang Nedeltraut, also Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, beauty, beautiful souls. Yeah. And yeah, I learned a lot of techniques. About 40 different techniques of meditation and mindfulness. Wow. Yeah. I felt it. And I have to, uh, had the decision which of these techniques I want to, to develop. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have a whole a, a toolbox now that you can pull yes, from absolutely. and use anytime. That's what I. This is what I love doing with my clients is you know just sharing. But there's so many different ways to find the inner self and to and to quiet down and feel calm mm-hmm. and really tap into the truth of of who you are. Yeah, and not every technique works for everybody. <laughs> no. So the, the important thing is having, like you say, at least four. You have a variety of different tools and mm-hmm. techniques that you can offer because some individuals are more tactile. They want to maybe have something physical. Some people are more mentally focused. Some people are the breath. Some people is the visual thing. So it's very good to... People are at different stages in their evolution. And so they may need to come in at this place to be able to get to the next place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on your journey, there's a really cool thing that we hear quite a bit. We hear almost as a, a... recurring pattern and theme with some of our guests. And it has happened in our lives as well. Exactly. Is that tipping point, that almost breaking point we where... We call it the burnout point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was where the... Maybe this would be the differentiation between the ego and the true inner self is where the ego is driving and driving and driving and doing this um, this fitting in the box almost outside world thing. And then there's a there's an illness or there's a breakdown, mm-hmm. or there's mental and emotional instability, or a relationship crumbles, and then all of a sudden that inner voice starts to wake up. Well, and that's <laughs> exactly what happens when you're listening to the ego and not to the inner self, is that there is an illness or accident. Yeah. The mm-hmm. inner self is like, come on, wake up. I'm in here. I'm just waiting <laughs> to come out and show the world. Sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and something else that you had said, too, is, that I loved is that, you know, when we're born... We are in our inner self, our true nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then children, as they grow up, you know, not just from school, but from siblings and parents and, and whoever, they're, they're looking to the outside world to reflect back to them who they, who they are, right? And so if they're constantly getting, you know, mean looks, then they'll think, oh, my true self must be bad, mm-hmm. right? I must not be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, by going deep within and doing the meditation, then you get to discover what really is the truth. Did you experience any amount of fear as you were beginning to go into this transition of be having this good-paying IT job, and now you're going to think about cutting down your hours and becoming a meditation teacher? Was there some fear associated with that choice? I can tell you no real fear. Because um, a little bit of Fear to leave my comfort zone, yeah. But uh, this inner voice was so trustful, mm. yeah. Um, a little bit, yeah. But from today's point of view, it was such a natural thing to do. When you take your decision, from my experience, it's not a question of this is now my inner self or this is my ego, yeah. It's just a moment when a voice, the intuition, the third eye, or as you want to call it, or the spiritual guide, let's have a few words on this later if you like, tells you, do it. Do it. You can do it. Trust. As, As long as you are in your heart, in this big, big universe you have inside of you, yeah, where everything is. Yeah. 
as soon as you're in your heart, nothing will happen. And the things that are going to happen are, are tasks. Yeah? For example, the first moment where my bank account was at zero. Yeah? <laughs> the bank didn't call me. I saw it. Yeah? <laughs> There's nothing to fear. Right. Yeah? It's nothing to fear. And the next day, a project started. So everything happens in a natural way. When you are with yourself. Yeah. Yeah? And this is the, the thing. And I, I don't think that the ego is a bad thing. No. Absolutely not. Because you often hear, stop your ego. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's important for your personal development when you are young to, to experience, to start with experiences. Yeah. To, to have experiences. Yeah. To, to find tasks but yeah afterwards it's i think a process you can start it or not it's your decision to see aha this is driven from an outside world and this is driven from your inside world and you can decide which way to go and if you stay on your outside way you will continue this way and you will be perhaps a lucky person until you die I think you will have in your next life uh, the, these tasks again. Yeah, but that's not important in the moment. Yeah? This is not for this person. It's perhaps an, an ta a task, yeah? something to experience. Yeah? For me, I want to follow my inner path. Yeah. Well, the inner path seems to be filled with a lot of faith and trust and love. And like you said, coming back into the heart center, uh, whereas the other way, sure, it could, it could be good, but it could also lead to like total destruction of the body and, <laughs> and, and the psyche and, the yeah. psyche yeah. and mm -hmm. really uh, challenging and damaging mm -hmm. uh, to follow the way of, of just pure ego. But like you said, it's not all that. I mean, I, the ego's job is to keep us safe. Yes. Especially when we're little. Yes. Yeah. There is a negative ego, but the ego's predominant, you know, when you were talking about your story and how maybe the ego was driving the original career, the ego's main job is self-identity. It loves identifying itself over and over and over and over again and telling its own story. Well, in so a like way that's saying, separate we, too, right? As we grow, that's very important because we need to find out who we are in the world. And so we're like declaring ourselves, we're having these experiences, we're learning, we're just developing what our idea is of ourselves. But then it gets to a certain point that it just becomes a feedback loop and it just tells the same story, the same story, the same story without ever changing. So that's the negative end of the ego. But uh, we keep talking about this inner path or the inner journey, mm -hmm. inner truth, you might call it. Mm -hmm. How can you recommend that one can begin to find that process? Because you had one through, say, a near breakdown. You had some kind of calamity come into your life a little bit, almost. And uh, how could somebody begin to walk that path or to investigate if they're on the path of their inner truth before the breaking point? To hear, to hear what your intuition tells you. Um... It's not necessary to have a burnout, yeah? for sure not. And when I look back, yeah, there were many points where I could start. But comfort zone, the illness had, had to come yeah? in my life. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I don't know when people are going to call you or me to help, or not help is not a good word, I think, to guide or to support. Yeah? Um, they are interested, they, uh, 
they Google and they find you and they're interested in the topic and they try it out and they start. Yeah? This is one possibility. The other one is, uh, there are no coincidences in life. We meet each other somewhere in personal life. Yeah, And ah, what are you doing? Hmm? I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm, I'm interested. Interested. Let's start. So yes. this is also this kind of, of help for you from your, from your inner guide or from your spiritual guide, or as you want to call it. Yeah, and this is illness, or this is this voice saying, this intuition, let's start with it. Yeah, You're not happy in your job. You're not happy in your re- relationship. Yeah, You are ill. Yeah, And you know from this moment on, you have to do something. Or like now, again, out there in the outside world, wars are going around. Yeah, yes. What can I do to stop this? Yeah. Yeah, be yourself. Be in your heart. Yeah. It starts inside of us. Every single person can, can do something. And there are many people thinking about it. What can I do? Yeah. It's not about posting the bad things. It's about being in your heart. Mm-hmm. Have a prayer. Yeah? Or a meditation. The beautiful heart meditations. Yeah? And, and start. And as soon as you start to be mindful and to meditate you are on your way and then these things are happening and happening new experiences take place you you meet people new people in your life yeah telling you something and this you start in new experiences yeah? uh like the situation with my wife yeah? with Michaela yeah? she's also she's crystal energy healer and I <laughs> we met uh, in an in a business network yeah the first time and then uh, last about one year until we we were uh, uh, partners yeah in real life and as a let's see English word yeah well this love relationship mm-hmm. yeah and I learned so many things to see her as she acts yeah? and to to feel this crystal energy and in this crystal energy there's new tasks, there are new possibilities, yeah. This is from day to day new chances, new experiences. And there's one point, as you, as I said, to start, yeah. And this is pure intuition. So it's, it's from inside of you. It's nothing from outside. So about listening to that inner voice. Listening to the inner voice. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you come to a crossroads and you don't know what to do, then yeah, take a moment and, and breathe and pause and and then listen for what yeah what's next. The thing is, the inner voice does not lie. It cannot no. lie to you. It's impossible. So the ego, it is possible to not necessarily lie, but it's it's going to do. Sometimes the negative ego can do anything in, within its power to keep you doing the same thing. Oh, don't step outside of your comfort zone. It's perfect right where it is. Stay right where you are. Then you're not going to have enough money. You're not going to make it. Blah blah blah. But the inner self, inner truth, cannot lie. <laughs> it's in the beginning it's not very loud yeah? but if you are mindful you hear it yeah? and mindful to yourself yeah? oh, mindful to yourself sit down relax for a few minutes yeah? start a meditation and listen to your inside and the voice is here yeah? so that's a great topic I, I also teach meditation in different ways and I'll back it up to my personal story a bit when I was younger. I was very interested in meditation. Loved the concept of it. I loved reading about it. But in practice, 
I told myself I couldn't do it because my mind was too busy. I was too busy all the time, busy, busy, creating things. So it took me, my personal journey was through yoga. I found a stillness and I found a focus of the body and the breath that I could then meditate. But so how do we, how do we convey to people that are maybe brand new on their journey? They're like, okay, yeah, you say just start a meditation. That sounds great. But how, yeah. how do I just start a meditation? What are some of the many techniques? You say you have at least 40. So let's talk about maybe just a couple of the techniques that you find very useful for people to get into that state of meditation. Uh, a really good starting point are dancing meditations. Oh, yeah. yeah because we dance, we dance it's, it's a natural thing. And there are a few beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, and very joyful dancing meditations. Yeah, For example, the dynamic meditation... Um, an Indian technique, it's also called uh, Osho uh, Dynamic Meditation, mm. or just these impression dances, just to dance to music, you know, just listen to the music and start to dance, yeah, and focus to yourself. Right, like get out of your yes. head and just Get feel. out of your head, shake a little bit, yeah, there are shaking meditations, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just like jumping. shake, shake, and then it's a, a beautiful mantra, the Hu mantra, yeah, or the heart mantra, yeah, mm. and crit. Say who, say are, yeah, and in the first and the second chakra, for example, yeah, and and ground yourself and and shake all of your fears away and and the whole day and your work and your problems in work. It's a good meditation in the evening, yeah. Just and then you start to sweat, for example, and uh, <laughs> it's about fifteen or thirty minutes of dancing, and then the music stops, and then you sit down. And listening to your body, your mind, your soul, what's happening. Yeah. And uh, people asking me how often they could do it then. Uh, there are several cycles. Yeah, for example, this 21-day cycle. So repeat it, for example, for 21 days. Every day. Yeah. Take one hour for yourself. And look what's happening. Yeah. Especially in this uh, second phase where you are sitting down and just listening to yourself and listening to inner voice. This is one technique. And I think that that sounds perfect for people that maybe when they do go to sit down and meditate, they feel sort of agitated or or fidgety and and don't want to sit still. It's like, well, just shake, shake it all out first. Yeah. Yeah, in my in my experiences, and uh, this is exactly for this kind of people, because uh, for people in the West, for example, for especially yeah, um, really really busy people, yeah. and this meditation is exactly a good thing to start with for us in the Western world. Yeah, and in that kind of dancing meditation you talk about, I could imagine there being for some people. At the beginning, you're in your head. You're thinking about the movements. You're trying to find the rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> and then after or five, look good or whatever. Ten minutes, yeah. it all of a sudden it loosens up and you're thinking less and less and feeling more and more. So it shifts from that mind space to the heart space. This ego, how I'm going to look when I dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But we're often about ten people in a room, yeah, and I... I it's a key is to close your eyes in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Close your eyes in the beginning. You will not see anyone else, and in you will be in your comfort zone that no one sees you. It doesn't matter how you look like when you dance. 
I dance on the street if the music is good. Yeah, me <laughs> too. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? And doesn't mind what other people look at when they look at you. They smile. Most of the time they smile. Hey, great. Yeah. Or when you start to sing. Yeah. It's the second uh, meditation uh, technique is, is mantra. Yeah. yeah. Or kirtan. Yeah. Uh, repeat a mantra. When you're going to sing, you're not thinking. Yeah. When you sing, mantra. Yeah. Not some text or something, some lyrics, but a mantra. Yeah. You stop to think. Yeah. It's <laughs> magnificent. Yeah. So there are so many, so many beautiful mantras to sing. Yeah? Sit down and sing together. And the, you know, that's another way too for people that feel really busy, you know, kind of like, the way that the words and the mantra sounds come out of you, it sort of rattles things loose as yeah, well. It's a very in, vibratory in the, process. Yeah, it rattles things loose. And so then mm-hmm. when you come to the, the end of the mantra, that's like that's like so blissful when the, when all of the noise stops and you're just like, ah, in the silence. That's such a juicy spot. Yeah. There were some concerts. I was some mantra concerts now. Uh a few weeks ago, it was around here, nearby, there was a beautiful mantra concert with about 100 people. All of them in their hearts, yeah. It was so wonderful yeah. to sing together with these people, to dance together with these people, yeah. Candles all around, this is, yeah, the world outside you doesn't exist anymore in this moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just us, yeah, just our hearts connected. So are you seeing a growing population of people that are into mindfulness and meditation here in Vienna? We try to. We are on our way, yes. Uh, Vienna and Austria, yeah. Um, I didn't know that there is, uh, that are group meditations in Vienna until uh, a few years ago, that there are group meditations. I didn't know it, yeah. Um, they are not very often posted to Facebook. Yeah, there are some blogs or homepages or, or when you go to a yoga studio, there are also meditation classes. Right. Yeah, but I didn't know it. Yeah, so I have to learn it myself to be a meditation teacher and that there are groups existing. So it's a question of, yeah, out of your comfort zone, inform yourself. If you're interested, inform yourself. If there's something you will. And then go there and try that. Yeah, this is the way. And the more people will start with this process, the more we are meditating together. Yeah? Right. Well, and because earlier you had said it's like people are often like, "What can I do? How do I save the planet? How do I help the world? Yes. How do I, you know, end war and judgment and poverty and hunger? How do I end these things?" Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is you. You heal all of that within you first. Yes. Through the meditation. This is, I think, one point in meditation where people often have uh, this last step to start it. And this is the, the not, yeah, not the easiest step to do is because I tell people, ah, you help me. They ask me, you help me? I said, no, you help yourself. Yes. I give you a tool. I show you a way. I'm not going to help you. And then, ooh. Yeah. So I go to the doctor and take a pill. (laughs) It's easier. It is easier. Uh, But it doesn't get rid of any of the pain. 
Yes. Yeah, really? they do it for the rest of your life. And the first thing is so funny, and people told me this is also on my homepage. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> hey, the marketing guy, hey, don't do this. Oh my God. <laughs> don't do this. No, I'm not going. I can't help. I'm also no teacher. I'm not going to teach. I'm going to guide and support. Right. Yeah. I'm, and model. Yeah. And model. I'm not going to help, but I support. I guide you. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me. Let's meditate together. I'm doing also healing meditations uh, in singing sessions, one on one. A beautiful thing to do. Mm-hmm. For example, Tonglen. It's a technique from Tibet. It's this breathing in pain, breathing out joy. So mm. it's a transformation process in your heart. So when there is a topic, you breathe in this topic, uh, and then you transform it in your heart yeah, with your light and with sun. And yeah, and then you breathe it out, and yes. then it's joy. For example, this is one healing technique I love. So, um, yeah, Magical. but this person. Yeah, I'm not going to help this person. I okay. only sit with this person. Yeah, you can't breathe for them. Can't do it. Yeah, and this is the last step. The step I have to help myself. Mm. The ego once again is here. Yeah. No, can't <laughs> go there. Uh, this is easier. Yeah, let's have a drink. Go watch more TV. Yeah, watch TV. There are so many shows on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is also a process I, I see. This consuming as. This inside is this is so much fun inside of us. Yeah, this it's is infinite. also yeah. This is also a thing when someone asks me, yeah, "Look at your side. This is the best show you can get. Yeah, this is the best best story you can get. Yeah, this is uh, everything you want is inside of you. You can have a a nice trip to a to a beautiful island inside of you if you like. Yeah, truly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everything is possible. Oh yeah. But it, the perfect thing is to be on this island and to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best, right? And if this if you want this, you will get this. Yeah. So do it. <laughs> yeah. There have definitely been times in uh guided meditations where you know, living on an entire world and in a very specific place, calling in very specific energies and uh toning specific mantras or sounds. And then it's in that process of after it's done and, and you sit and you slowly begin to come back into the room, there are times where opening the eyes is like, wow, I'm really just sitting in this room? Because I was just in a completely different place, experiencing it, smelling it, seeing the sights, hearing the sounds, feeling the energy. And then you open your room and it's just the floor, just the carpet. Mm-hmm. It continues to surprise me every time. Like I've, I've seen it hundreds of times, but every time I see it, I'm like, wow, I was really on a journey. It's so mm-hmm. cool. Everything is possible. Yeah. There are no limits. It's no truly limits. infinite in the inside. No borders. No. And some of, some of the greatest minds and thinkers and visionaries in the world history have been avid meditators. Mm-hmm. I always loved thinking of Einstein. Einstein's mm-hmm. one of my favorite examples. Mm-hmm. Einstein would meditate in the bathtub mm-hmm. because the water was the amplifier. And so he would conduit. sit in the, in the bathtub and act as the conduit and the, you know, the water would uh, amplify all of his energies. Would just meditate in the bath and call in the secrets of the cosmos through his mind, you know. This is inside of us, and even the things we get from the outside world have their basis of very often their basis in this inner truth. Yeah, yes. Think on, uh, for example, I learned to pray before eating, I learned to pray before doing something which is dangerous, for example. This is good, 
Yeah. Then I say, oh my, not again a prayer before uh, before I'm going to eat. Yeah. But it's if I'm going to pray or if I'm going to meditate, I be conscious. I be with myself. I am in the, in the moment, and then I start to eat. And then I start to do these things. And then I start to write. For example, I have a concept. I'm also a teacher for, for mindful writing. Yeah? Because all of this stuff written in the newspapers, and this is so full of fear and so full of, of for me, negative vibrations sometimes. So I started this project of, of um, this mindful writing. And this starts with a meditation or a prayer, as you want to, to, to call it. Yeah. Yeah, for about 20, 30 minutes, and then we start to write. Or yeah. you start to eat. Or, so, we are, we have these possibilities before, but we learn it new, I think. When we are in our inside world, we see things differently. Without yeah. a value and differently. And it, it does weave a sacredness and a holiness into every single moment, because every yes. single moment is Sacred. I mean, the fact that we're like alive and breathing is a total miracle. Mm-hmm. And so being in a meditation or, or like you said, being prayerful. I mean, I love praying before I drink a, a cup of water, before I get in the shower, before I get in my car. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like nonstop praying and meditating. Nonstop meditating and praying. It, this is a pure being, a being in the, in the moment here and yeah. now. Yeah. And when I step out of that space, that's when thing, when it gets dangerous. That's when <laughs> then the accidents happen, or I stub my toe, or or I get mad about something. You know, I came across this beautiful video just the other day on Facebook by a, a Buddhist meditation teacher, and he did such a good job of describing it. He was saying his the video topic was something like meditate anywhere, anytime, and basically what he boiled it down to in a better way than I'm going to right now because he's very engaging is. All you, you don't need to put so much effort into it. You don't need to put so much force. And I'm going to sit here. I'm going to force myself to think for 30 minutes about one thing and not move and do this specific breath practice. He said, just be aware of one breath. Just find the breath and be aware <laughs> in this one moment. Because even if it only is for one breath, it's like five seconds, maybe, maybe 15, maybe 30 seconds. If you have a bigger breath practice, that's all. That's all you need. You're meditating. Just be aware of the breath as it's happening. And that is meditation. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, that's great. <sighs> yeah, good. But so I love that idea of just like you're saying, it's like be, being in this moment and this moment and this moment is stepping into a point of meditation. Mm-hmm. And then by even, by even putting the formal word of meditation on it is um, sometimes scary to people. Sometimes people get a little intimidated by it. Or they think it's too far out there. You know, but we're seeing a big societal shift where people are incorporating it in ways you wouldn't expect. For example, there are some uh, Canadian cities that every morning the entire police force. Oh, and Parliament too. um, I don't know where the Parliament is. I don't know if that's a Canada one, but there are government, there are governmental structures that do it as well. Might be somewhere in Europe even. I think in Iceland it's it's similar. Yes. Yeah. This yes. is a really spiritual country. Oh my gosh, We just yes, came from Iceland not too long ago. So, uh, I, I've never been there for the few oh. years. You gotta go. <laughs> there, are, there, there are different reasons for it because my spiritual guide told me that there is a close connection to country like Iceland, Ireland and, and yes. some others. Yeah? Yes. I feel this. Yeah, and this is so spiritual when you see something or hear something. Yes. This is, I've never felt this more connected to a land. 
<laughs> than I did in Iceland. Oh, it was magical. Yeah. But yeah, these places are like, they're, they're totally changing the way things are done. You think of if a whole police force starts the day with even just a 10-minute meditation. And there are photos you can find online of all the police oh, in yes. uniform just sitting. Just sitting with Dhyana Mudra, empty bowl hands, for 10 minutes at the beginning of the day. Now, they, when they go out and they interact with somebody, they're in a whole different space. Yeah, there's like they're no police brutality or any of that. Yeah. Yeah. There was... When I went to school, still, sometimes, back that when we went to school, we started with a prayer. Um, because this is very close connected to the Roman Catholic Church, yes. still the educational system. Uh, and we prayed. And then it stopped because there are children from other religions in these classes. Um, so it's not possible anymore. Why? Let's call it meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's meditate in a school before the teaching starts, for example. Yeah? Right. This would be a great idea. I think Dalai Lama said when each eight-year-old would meditate, there would be no wars within one generation. Yeah. I think this is fact. Yes, yeah. I do too. Well, I mean, and then there are some religions that have a problem with the word meditation. So even it could just be like, hey, yeah. kids, we're going to sit and we're going to be quiet and you're going to listen to that beautiful voice within you. You could just call it mindfulness because it's either connotation. Right, right. You know? <laughs> it's not the religion, it's okay. not meditation. We have an idea, let's start. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Morning mindfulness. Children's mindfulness, yeah. 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 So Beautiful. <laughs> We can we can truly change the world, like we're talking about. We're bouncing back a little bit, but you know, everything's. What can I do? What can I do? And the outer world that we're all experiencing, that has so much turmoil and so much strife in it right now, is a reflection of our collective inner world. Mm-hmm. The inner world of every single being on the planet is rippling out into the field, and that's the world we're seeing. And so, the more we start to shift as individuals, our inner world, we find that inner peace that ripples out and that becomes a wave like a tidal wave that's just going to sweep through the world wash out all the all the drama all the trauma and bring peace yes yeah that's the way yeah because every interaction you have is going to be totally heart-centered and loving whether you're getting your groceries or getting gas or hanging out with friends or going to work whatever that's yeah it's all going to be rippling i love that so I would love to hear from you about how do we prevent or heal fear so that we can find more love. Again, we are mindful, we are meditation, and one thing, a key is, all around us is energy. We are energy. And fear is energy. Love is energy. Yes. Everything is connected. Yeah. Uh, what's the difference between fear and love is the energy level. Yeah. Fear is a low, is a lower energy level. Love is a higher energy level. It's also that love is not always, love isn't always the same. Yeah. We call it love, but there are different kinds of love. Yeah. And this is a love, for example, I bought a new pair of shoes and I love them. <laughs> or this love without value. But love in your heart. Yeah. So love is here. Love is inside of us. Love is universal. So this is one of the highest energy levels for my, for my feelings. Yeah. So we can 
being a higher energy level, if you have a few things in mind or in our heart, this is meditation, this is energy work, this is food from my perspective. Yes. Yeah. Uh, not only what we're going to eat, yeah, also how we're going to eat. Uh, this mindful thing again. Let's be mindful when eating. It's not necessary to talk for example all the time when we eat. Yeah? Let's let's thank our fruit that it's here yeah? and that it gives life to us. Yeah? And then let's eat. For example, a few examples. And the uh, fourth thing is a pillar. I call it is introspection. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and not. Because I want to say that this thing I did is bad or this thing I did is good, let's see it from a neutral point of view. As a as a neutral viewer, as a neutral watcher, there are also meditation techniques for this. Yeah? To see yourself yeah, from the outside, to see the inside, without giving too much value to it, but to have new experiences. Yeah? And it's a permanent introspection of yourself. Look at your own development. This yeah. is what we've been talking to our kids about, actually, because, you know, we're, we're traveling all over Europe and we're going to places where we're not familiar. And so we've been talking to them about awareness. And so we say, you know, you have to know what's going on in front of you and behind you and above you and below you. And you have to be totally aware of everything that's happening around you and at the same time, be aware of what's happening within you. Mm-hmm. And so listening to all of your feelings, right? And then and then being able to convey what's going on within you to other people, to us in particular, because we're their parents. And so like we want to know what's happening inside of you and we want to know what kind of things you're perceiving outside of you so that we can be of, of best support. Awareness has been a really, really yeah. big topic, which is very similar to intro introspection. Introspection mm-hmm. is inner awareness, looking mm-hmm. Uh, what's happening inside. Yes. Yeah. I have one example, but I don't know the word now, the English word. So what is it in German? Eifersucht. Eifersucht? It's a feeling everyone knows, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a good example uh, to... I have it in a few seconds. Okay, I got a brand new translator app. I'm going to try it, okay? Okay. We're going to see if it has your word. <laughs> I have it. <laughs> Alright, let's see, let's see if this does. Eifersucht. Oh, it says target jealousy. Jealousy. Is that it? That's mm-hmm. the one? It's jealousy. It's a really good example of how I learned a lot of things. Yeah. I was a jealous guy, like many, many others, I think. Yeah. And I learned as soon as I see that I own nothing, I'm not jealous anymore. Right. It's so easy. Well, and jealousy uh-huh. to me is a, is closer on that scale to fear. Yes. Yeah. Right. So if you have fear yes. down here and love up here, yes. uh, the jealousy is a little closer to fear. And I always feel like jealousy is really just showing you what you want. <laughs> it's it's it was amazing for me that, and then the ego says you're not jealous, you don't love this person. Right. Yes. Whoa. The ego. Yeah. And people also tell you, you are, you are not jealous, so you don't love this person. Huh. Uh, okay. And then <laughs> I, I learned for myself, my inner truth, my inner experiences. No. 
I just get rid of this feeling of that I own a thing or a person. I'm not going to own anything. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have this person in my life. Yeah, it's a joy to have this person in my life, and we spend our life together. I see. F- I see that oh! we, we also have this, yeah. Oh wow! Both so of us, yeah? right now, yeah? <laughs> pointing at our, our our tattooed wedding ring. He has. Yes. We, we have this too. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel and I have our <laughs> ring tattooed, and so does uh, Wolfgang. And my and my wife, yeah. So uh, so we are, so we are connected, but I don't own this person, yeah. Or she doesn't own me. And yeah. This, is not, this has nothing to do with it. Yeah, and so as soon as this, the thinking of owning anything is gone, then, um, then this jealousy is gone. And as soon as I'm in my heart and I know and I'm trustful, the fear is gone. Yes. <laughs> Best example, I, I was really excited when I came here. Yeah. And now it's just a beautiful moment to be with you. Yeah? <laughs> Uh, it's gone because the ego said, "Hey, you're not good enough in your language in, in English." Uh, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mind. It doesn't matter. So yeah. it's um, we we are meditative together. Yeah? Yes, flowing beautifully. Yeah. Flowing beautifully, <laughs> and this is yeah, and this is it. Yep, mm-hmm. and this is it, and this is it, and this is it. And this is it. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, you know, with jealousy, I picture, I get this image in my mind when I even hear or think of the concept and the word of jealousy of almost like a caveman, like Neanderthal, just holding on to something for all his worth and then grunting at everyone, oh, oh, stay away, stay away, you know, which... which or conking the girl on the head and dragging her by her hair, like, mine, mine, <laughs> all mine. <laughs> and, then, and then at which point, whatever it is, whether it's like... A hunk of food that he's protecting, or like the woman that he clung, clubbed and drug into the cave, it can't really be enjoyed. Can't really be mm-hmm. like fully expressed or enjoyed because it's a uh, jealousy's just such a Neanderthal base level instinct. You know, it's low. Yes. It's like concerned about survival, like Rachel said about fear, like mm-hmm. fearful it's going to go away. You can learn out of it. Yeah, you can learn out of it, and yes. then you can let it be. Yes, and then yeah. transform it through through meditation. You can transform it. You can transform it in a feeling, in a good feeling, a feeling of love, mm-hmm. of yeah, thankfulness. I always get Whatever. really curious when these um, kind of feelings come up within me. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, huh. Not too long ago, I actually was feeling, I don't usually feel jealousy. I haven't felt jealousy for years, but um, a few months ago, uh, I was feeling it with, with Daniel and... Um, I was just like, wow, for about a week, it would come up in waves. I'm like, this is so crazy that I'm having this, these jealous feelings. And I, it was really an opportunity for me to expand and like take it up to a whole nother level, um, you know, and like work out any residual jealousy that was in me. And now I feel like there's none. I mean, I may hit a pocket of it later, like five years from now or something. But, uh, yeah, it was, it's also interesting when these kinds of feelings come up, you know. Uh, so uh, you can see it as a spiritual task. It is. We there are so many beautiful creatures on this planet. Yeah, plants, animals, and we. Yeah, the let's call it human yeah. beings. Yeah, we have our tasks, and one of our tasks is to learn from these things. Yep, I'm absolutely sure that's why they are here. That's why we choose to to live this life as a human being. 
to learn. Yeah? To learn what fear is, to learn what jealousy is. Uh, and then we have the chance to have a better life, an inner life, with these experiences or because of these experiences. Yeah. And it's our decision if we want to do this. This is a spiritual task we have. Yeah, yeah and you know, sometimes the outside world isn't going to change immediately, right? Like, yes, we can all shift our, shift our inner emotions, but it might not be an instant change in the outside world. So even, you know, the Dalai Lama's, the Dalai Lama's car every once in a while gets a flat tire. You mm. know what I mean? There's things happen in the outside world. But the question is, is how do you handle it? What do you do about it? Because your inner world dictates your experience. And so you get the two people get the same flat tire. One person curses and punches the dashboard and thinks about how much their day is ruined. And then for the next hour, they're waiting for the tow truck and just rah, rah, swearing and everything. And the other person just like, oh, wow, now I get some unexpected time on my hands to sit and meditate or to write, to creatively write, you know? So it's, what do you do with the experience? The experience happens. Mm -hmm. There's the learning. And then what do you do with it? Is the real choice. <laughs> this yeah. is the real choice. Yeah. yeah. There's always opportunity to, to choose love and, and gratitude and joy, or at the same exact moment you could choose fear and Jealousy, anger and, and, and yeah. yep, all of that. You can see chances, new chances, new ways, new doors open, new experiences. And it's the same for us. We're living there now. Eh? Oh my God. <laughs> Will I have clients there? Will I have a job there? Or, wow, what a chance, what an opportunity. So for our listeners that don't know, um, you want to share a little bit about what that experience is? So you've been in Vienna for how many years now? 46. 46 years. And <laughs> As then, old I am. <laughs> wow. So your whole life you've been here in yes. beautiful Vienna. Beautiful Vienna, yes. And next week you're leaving Vienna. Yes. We, they, we took the decision after some talks, um, but we both knew that we would do this, yeah, um, uh, because of several reasons, yeah, I knew that I will, I will leave Vienna for years, because I want to have a new place of living, yeah, because I want, want to leave this big town to be in a small village, yeah, more, more trees around me, Vienna is a green city, but, uh, yeah, not for me anymore. Yeah, it's my personal feeling. And so, was this guided by your inner voice? This is uh, a mixture. In the beginning, it was more, it was uh, outside driven, also outside driven. But now, in my, in my doing, yeah, in my doing as a, as a meditation teacher or as a practitioner and as a spiritual guide, I felt that I'm losing quality here mm. on this place. Yeah. Because it's more and more difficult for me to transform all the time. I'm here and I'm transforming all the time. This kind of Tongan thing, yeah. Uh, this energy for me, yeah, in my, in my personal feelings, I have to transform a lot of energy. And this makes me tired. Yes. So I want to try something new, yeah, to, Give more quality to my to my doing again. You know, and I think that that's a common theme as well. Daniel and I are in a spiritual process, and in this learning, uh, we're learning about all many different great spiritual leaders who took time to go be in the cave and go be in nature 
for, you know, up to 10 years or even longer, you know, go be out in the desert, like, right? Like Jesus and the Buddha mm-hmm. and all of them, everybody did this. And yes. um, I'm even feeling that draw is like, I need to, for me to really get to the, my next level of spiritual evolution, it would really best serve me to, to maybe like remove myself a bit more. Mm-hmm. And so I used to be very out in the public and active and, you know, interacting with people a lot. And I really... Um, brought it into just me and I'm doing a lot of inner work and self-transformation. Um, and then on the other side of that, then you come back refreshed and are able to share your mm-hmm. message. Mm-hmm. It's a, a good picture for me to take the next level in my doing. Yeah. And this is a necessary step for me. I know mm-hmm. it. And this is intuitive, quite intuitive. Yeah. So for our listeners out there who are interested in taking the next step for their practice, yes. how can they find out more about you? And your work and get in touch with you if they have any questions about what you teach, meditation, mindfulness, etc. Simplest way is my homepage. My homepage is wolfgangluckmeyer.net and between the Wolfgang and Lugmeyer is a minus. And you will find all of the information on this on this homepage. I'm also on Facebook. I have a page on Facebook. And I have a lot of activity on Facebook. <laughs> I think it's so much fun for me. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> so. you're such a beautiful man. And so I, I highly encourage all of our listeners to check out the website and definitely check out his Facebook. He's just, you know, such a sparkly, glowy, beaming man. Oh, right. He's been all smiles. <laughs> yeah, now he's blushing. But, uh, you know, sparkly eyes and just so joy-filled. And so, you know, I know that you can probably hear that in his voice, but I want you to be able to put a face to the voice. So so do go to his sites and, and familiarize yourself. And also know that, you know, we're here in Vienna, Austria. There are people for you all over the world. So you can reach out to me personally, Daniel Alcian. You can find me at ecstaticexistence.com and you can check out the Facebook page Ecstatic Existence. Yeah, there's help for you all over. You can reach out to Rachel. Yeah, I'm rachelalcian.com and again on Facebook and you know, there are many different ways that I can be of support and service. We can get together for a whole day or an entire weekend, a private retreat. Um, my seven self-care success secrets for holistic luxury and vibrant sexuality is getting started in September. So um, that's a, a form of group support and also one-on-one and study guides. And so it's a whole, it's a whole package. Um, so whatever your method of learning there's support for you all over. Yeah. And for your relationship in a partner sense, Rachel and I are very excited to announce our passionate partnership program, the Essence of Ecstasy Home Study for the first time, which is work you can do from the privacy of your own home and follow us through a transformative relationship process. Yeah. So reach out. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, Wolfgang, yes. for our listeners, would you be willing to do maybe a, a short mindfulness sort of guided meditation yes okay good this is the first time in english i have to tell you <laughs> that's good well, yeah. it's all about stepping outside of the comfort zone right yeah. it's a step out of my comfort zone my personal comfort zone so okay. for those of you uh that can't see us we're all getting into a really comfortable seated position so this meditation technique, it's not quite intuition, it's nothing else than a deep breathing meditation. So 
just sit down, relax, you can sit on a chair or lie on a bed or wherever you are, make yourself comfortable. Start to take a few deep breaths and take this breath mindful, conscious, aware of the air you breathe. This air is life for you. Take this deep first breath. Imagine that you have all the oxygen, the air, in your stomach, in your body, and you can enlarge your body if you like with this air. Raise yourself. And keep this air for a few seconds. As long as it's comfortable for you. Fill your whole body with the air. And feel the energy. Perhaps it's a cribbling inside of you. Perhaps you have creative ideas. Everything is possible. Nothing is necessary. Just be in the here and now. And then breathe out. Slowly. Mindful. The next time you take a breath, think of a situation, an actual situation in your life which is not easy for you, quite intuitive. It can also be a pain. And imagine you breathe this pain in. It can be a dark cloud, for example. You're breathing in. And breathe this in your heart. Breathe this cloud in your heart. And now open your heart. And fill your heart with light. A white light. A yellow light. Or let the sun in your heart. And clear this cloud. This cloud won't be dark anymore. It would be a pure white cloud. Imagine this. Keep it in your heart for a while. Don't breathe. And then breathe out this white cloud and share this white cloud, this light with your environment. This is joy. This is hard love.
continue this as long as you like. Can be the same topic again when you breathe in. Can be another topic. Can be a person. Can be yourself. Watch just the air you're breathing in. Life. And when you are ready, feel you're ready. You have to intuition, you're ready. I invite you to start to move a little bit. Feel your arms, feel your head, feel your shoulders, feel your knees, whatever you want. Ground yourself again. Feel the ground under your feet. Thank you. Do you know that you have the power? There's nothing to fear. Everything is possible. 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 Everything.